Gail Trotter, a conservative voice for you, right inside our nation's capital. Legal and political analysis. Now, The Gail Trotter Show. Hi, this is Gail Trotter, host of The Gail Trotter Show. Thanks so much for joining me today. As I promised in the last episode, I wanted to dig deeper into why journalists are so leftist and why their bias is so apparent. So we're going to discuss that in today's episode. And I think it's really important to understand that the mainstream media are relentlessly leftist. And I want to make the point too that Donald Trump's candidacy and certainly his presidency have torn down the veil and made it clear even to those people who didn't believe it before 2015-2016. So let's just dig into the evidence a little bit. Journalists are relentlessly leftists. They are not objective. They don't represent the views of regular Americans. And if we want to dig into the evidence of that, let's go to studies that show the donations by mainstream media journalists to political causes or political campaigns. If you go to these studies, you would think that the results you would find based on population and general voting patterns, that journalists would be split along the lines of the rest of America. About half of people giving to leftist causes, Democrats, half the people giving to Republicans and causes that were more conservative. But that's not the case. There was one study of the 2016 presidential election that showed that 96% of journalists who chose to give in that election gave money to Hillary Clinton, while only 4% gave money to the candidacy of Donald Trump. 96% to Hillary, 4% to Donald Trump. There's another study in 2008 during that presidential campaign that showed that of the employees of the New York Times, which is probably the bastion of mainstream media, 68 employees of the New York Times donated exclusively to Democrats or to Democrat super PACs, and only three employees donated to a Republican. At the Washington Post, another beacon of mainstream media, in that 2008 election cycle, 15 employees gave to Democrats and two gave to Republicans. If you compiled ABC, CBS, and NBC in that election cycle, the breakdown was 32 journalists at those organizations gave to Democrats and only two gave to Republicans. Even if you go to leftist websites like 538, they acknowledge this media bubble. They had a piece that we're going to link to down below that was entitled, There Really Was a Liberal Media Bubble, with a subtitle describing how groupthink produced a failure of the wisdom of crowds and an underestimate of Trump's chances. You might remember that after Donald Trump was elected, the mainstream media couldn't wrap their minds about it. They lost their minds. How could they have been so wrong that he was able to wrest the Oval Office from Hillary Clinton and it, they just couldn't believe it? So there were a lot of thought pieces after that in the mainstream me media trying to explain why the mainstream media got the election results so wrong. So I have three points in this episode to share with you about this phenomenon. Point one, journalists pretend that they are objective. Despite the blatant obviousness that journalists are leftist, they pretend that they are objective. 
The profession of journalism reports on politics, yet they're blatantly biased. They make no effort to compensate for their bias. They don't correct each other's bias when they're trying to work together to get these pieces out. They reach conclusions in their stories based on their bias. They seldom admit their bias. And the media hide their bias. They go to great length to hide their bias, even though their bias is sitting in plain view. They are in an echo chamber and they don't want you to know about it. And their bias, most importantly, it makes them wrong time and time again. I want to share with you a personal experience where I have had this play out and it's from my own experience dealing with somebody from the mainstream media. When Justice Antonin Scalia died, the Senate decided to keep the seat open for the selection of whoever won the presidency in 2016. I was invited on Fox News to debate liberal Washington Post former editor, current columnist Ruth Marcus. Ruth Marcus had written a column for the Washington Post advising Republicans to fill the seat or it would be, as she said, quote, bad for Republicans. She also wrote, as a pure matter of ideological calculation, might not conservatives be better off with what would have been a consensus Obama nominee rather than gambling on winning the White House? In my appearance with Ruth on Fox, I mentioned that Republicans should not take advice from Democrats because Democrats don't have the best interests in heart for Republicans. But Ruth was quite put off by me saying that she was a Democrat. She insisted that she was not a member of any political party, but she did concede that she was a columnist on the left. I'd like to ask your point right now, do you think that Republicans should take advice from liberal journalists? Please register your vote now. I pointed out in this interview with Ruth Marcus how wrong it was of the New York Times to cite the Constitution for the principle of the Senate being required to act on either up or down the nominee of President Obama. So there was another example of where the leftist media, they were misinterpreting the conversation and misrepresenting the Constitution and trying to persuade people that the Republican senators were acting incorrectly. But I reminded Ruth in this Fox News interview that Senate nomination Presidential nominations and Senate confirmations are a two key operation. You need both branches of the federal government to agree to, in order to have a confirmation of a president's nominee. Now, this is a perfect example of where journalists in the mainstream media, they pretend they are objective, like Ruth saying, I'm not a member of any political party, but they're really democratic operatives with bylines. This does a disservice to the American people who depend on information so that they can vote and so that they can understand how they can advance the principles they believe in in their communities. My second point is that this type of behavior by leftist journalists is not acceptable in other professions. Take my area of expertise, law. Law is an adversarial system. You have parties, you have advocates for their parties, and you know who is representing whom, and they go out there and they confront each other and they try to have the best arguments. Take the scientific area, the scientific profession. Scientific knowledge is advanced by coming up with hypotheses, 
testing those hypotheses and seeing if they're repeatable. That's how we have scientific advancement go forward. It's by having hypotheses, testing them, and making sure that they're repeated. And they're based on the evidence, where the evidence leads you. The leftist media, they share none of these traits. They shill for Democrat Party talking points. They're also blind to their own bias, and they think that they're above it all. I can't tell you how many leftist journalists have told me that essentially the way they think is just the right way to think, that they're not biased because how could anybody else possibly hold views that differed from theirs? These leftist journalists incessantly attack Republicans, no matter how clearly wrong the evidence and the facts show that the journalists are incorrect. My third point is that Donald Trump has finally changed this. When Donald Trump started winning in 2016, the media abandoned any pretext of having objective coverage of him because they thought it would help them. For example, the New York Times Times published editorials on their front pages, normally reserved for so-called straight news stories. Now, they're not really straight news stories, but there's this fiction that they keep their bias on the editorial page, they keep the news story straight so that they don't mix in opinion with straight news reporting. But here, they were ripping that up and they were going ahead and putting the editorials where they were supposed to only have straight news reporting. More egregiously, the New York Times published a piece on August 7, 2016, right before the 2016 presidential election, that said, Trump is testing the norms of objectivity in journalism. You could just see the frustration dripping from this piece. In it, the author was saying that journalists were going to have to tear up the journalism textbook because this candidate was so out of bounds from what they were used to covering, which for a lot of Republicans like me, it was the idea that Republicans couldn't really effectively stand up to the media because to the media because they were nice people and they just didn't want to go and reveal how uh, biased the, the journalists were. Another example, the Huffington Post added disclaimers to its news news pieces, not opinion pieces, but news pieces on Donald Trump that read, Note to our readers, Donald Trump is a serial liar, rampant xenophobe, racist, misogynist, birther, blah, 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 blah. You can see that they haven't really come up with any new arguments against President Trump. But how amazing that they felt like they were entitled to put a disclaimer about candidate Donald Trump, and certainly they did not have any disclaimer about Hillary Clinton. How about the fake conservatives employed and published by the mainstream media? I'm talking about Jennifer Rubin, Max Boot, Rick Wilson, and David Frum. Speaking of David Frum reminds me of a debate that I participated in right after President Trump was elected. The absurd topic for debate was whether or not to give Trump a chance. I don't think there could be a better example of the leftist bias of the mainstream media than to stage a debate with such a ridiculous, absurd, and offensive question that most Americans would think is crazy. It's so loony because you're saying that a newly elected president is not even entitled to a chance. And in that case, you're also saying that the tens of millions of people who voted for him are not entitled to a chance. 
I did participate in this debate, and at the end, they took a survey of the audience to see who they decided had won the debate. It's no surprise that the resounding answer of the DC Democratic echo chamber was that it was against giving Donald Trump a chance. Just think about that. This is the population that journalism draws from. This is the echo chamber that they live in. When journalists pretend to be objective, these are the types of absurd questions that they engage in. I think just to wrap all this up, I want you to never forget that part of the swamp that needs to be cleaned up is the leftist mainstream media with their relentless leftist bias. President Trump has drawn back the curtain and revealed them for who they really are. Thank you so much for joining this episode of The Gail Trotter Show. Remember to subscribe below to hit the bell notifications and tune back in to see what we cover next. If you have any suggestions of topics you'd like covered, please leave them in the comments. Thanks for listening to The Gail Trotter Show, right in D.C. Be sure to sign up for her mailing list on her website, gailtrotter.com. And also follow her on Twitter, at Gail Trotter, as well as on Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe now, it's easy. Thanks for listening. Share the truth. Share The Gail Trotter Show.